0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Spring 2021 lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number two intended for March 14th, 2021, the lesson entitled Your First Love. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bibles, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. All right. before we look into God's Word together, if you want to go ahead and turn there, the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, and we're going to read the first seven verses of Revelation chapter 2. But before we look at that, hundreds if not thousands of books have been written on marriage. A common theme among these books is the differences between men and women. And one author even insinuated that men and women come from different planets. And in discussing these differences, a consistent concern is that the husband might jeopardize his relationship with his wife by allowing his work to take precedence. On the same note, a wife can jeopardize her relationship with the husband by allowing her focus on the children or work herself to take precedence. And while this is happening, both parties will stress that what they are doing is because of love for their family. Now These claims can be true, but we can lose what we love most when distracted by good intentions. The church at Ephesus had this problem. Because of their love for Christ, they worked hard, rejected evil, expelled false prophets, and endured suffering. Yet somehow, while focusing on what they were doing for the kingdom of God, they began losing their relationship with God and each other. See, doing something for someone is not the same as spending time building a relationship with that someone. Working for God can take so much of our focus that we forget to enjoy being with him. Staying focused on our first love, Jesus Christ, means we must spend time growing in relationship with him. We must resist the temptation to let our responsibilities in his kingdom distract us from relationship with the king. We're gonna look at this lesson entitled Your First Love, and we're gonna look at Revelation chapter two, and we're gonna reading at the first seven verses of Revelation chapter two. So let's turn there, and let's see what God's word would speak to us today. All right, let's read Revelation chapter two in the first seven verses. Revelation chapter two, beginning at verse one says, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these say, things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast thou, hast, thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. In verse 7 He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise. Of God. And the focus verses are verses four and five. Read those again. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. And the focus thought is we must stay focused on our first love, Jesus Christ. If we look at these verses here in Revelation chapter two, these first seven verses, we see the Lord addressing uh, the church at Ephesus, and from the very beginning, He begins to commend them for certain things. There are certain characteristics, and let's look at those. What are the good qualities and characteristics that the Ephesus, the Ephesians church, Ephesus church has uh, is being commended for here? Well, the Lord commends them. He says, "I know the works that you're doing, your labor, and your patience." And how you cannot bear them with your evil? How you you just you don't tolerate evil. Now it wasn't saying that they hated people or mean to people, but they they didn't tolerate evil. Whereas other churches he he reprimands they they tolerated evil or certain things, and they, these this church didn't tolerate evil. And even when uh, people would come and they would begin teaching or preaching things that just didn't quite line up with what the apostles taught and Jesus himself taught, and and they would question these people and would find them that they were really false prophets and false apostles. And and the the Lord says that you found them to be liars. Then he goes on and says, you've you've born, you've had patience. For my name's sake, you've labored and you have not fainted. He begins to commend the church at Ephesus. You guys work hard you have you have done t- tremendous and and you have you've have, you've worked hard you've you've toiled and you've you, you've labored in the church you've you you've tried to to do what you know to be right and to do right and you you've done a wonderful job you've worked hard you've labored for my names sake you've 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 tried to spread the truth of the gospel you've preached faithfully you don't put up with evil you don't put up with worldliness you You stand firm. So he commended them for several of these things, and these are important things for us, that we work with patience, that we work for the kingdom of God, with with everything that's in us, that we do it to lift up the name of Jesus. We do it to build the kingdom, to build the church. These are wonderful, wonderful qualities. But after commending them for these wonderful qualities, he said, nevertheless, I just had, there's just something that's not right. I've got something against you. He said, because you have left your first love. What is first love? Well, I believe the first love, and it it seems, it appears to be in this passage, and look at it, the first love happens to be Jesus Christ. When we came into truth and our faith in Jesus Christ caused us to obey the gospel of Jesus, we were born again, that first love we had was for him. And it appears that this the Ephesian church was so busy, quote unquote, building the kingdom and doing the work of the kingdom and doing it in many ways with good motives, but it wasn't with love in focus, they weren't doing it necessarily out of love for the Lord anymore. They were doing it out of duty, out of responsibility, feeling the pressure that they had to do. And I think this is a I think this is a a, a wonderful uh, thing we need to we need to look at individually. This is a something we need to to, to put ourselves through this filter. Those that are involved in church work those that are involved in, in serving in the kingdom is it still are you still serving out of a love for the lord or are you doing it out of obligation you're doing it out of simply responsibility and there is he praises them for that he praises them for working out of responsibility for doing it uh, and 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 working hard and laboring and being patient but he said it's it's just not quite right yet I commend you for not fainting, not giving up, not throwing in the towel, even when it gets difficult. But I, I want you to do it for the right reasons. I want you to do it for the right motives. Don't do it because you feel obligated. Don't do it because you feel this just sense of responsibility, and you're just doing it kind of out of out of obligation and out of frustration. And he says, "I want you to find your first love again. I want you to act." and build the kingdom, preach the word, minister to people out of a deep love for me. Do it out of a love for Jesus Christ. I think there are times where where we grow cold, where we grow confused, where we grow uh, tired and sometimes burnt out. And we need to take a step back and realize if we're doing it out of obligation, and we're doing it because of just simply responsibility, then we are going to become burnt out. We are going to get to the point where where we just, we're not finding joy. But if we will always keep in focus, why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we serving the way we're serving? Why are we working in the kingdom and in the church? Why are we doing it? And we ought to be doing it out of a sincere and heartfelt love for Jesus Christ. He says, I, I have somewhat against you. You're doing a great work, but, but there's something lacking because you're not doing it out of love anymore. You're not doing it a sincere gratitude and thankfulness for what's happened in your life. You've lost that gratitude. You've lost that love. You've lost that appreciation. Repent, he says. Go back to the first works go back to the beginning. remind yourself of where you came from. testify to one another what I brought you out of. remember and recall what where I brought you from And I think that's important for us we need to sometimes stop and rewind the rewind the tape as it were for those of you that are familiar with cassette tapes rewind the tape and replay what God has done for us. If we will do that, if we will remember, if we'll go back and go back to the first works, go back to what happened in the beginning, go back to when Jesus saved you and Jesus transformed you, go back to that place of repentance where he washed your sins away, go back to that place where you were buried in the name of Jesus, go back to that place where you were filled with the Holy Ghost, go back to that place and be reminded of all that Jesus has done for you. Renew your first love. renew that first love. And then the last two verses of this passage, he again commends them. Remember he had said earlier that I commend you because you don't put up with evil. You're very quickly to 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 call out worldliness and and to make sure your your heart as far as desiring the right things is, is where it needs to be. But then he says here at the end, but you have you you guys you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate these these unbelievers, these people that have spread false things, you you don't you don't put up with them, and I commend you for that also. And he ends by saying, "He that has an ear to hear, in other words, if you hear what I'm saying, please do what I'm asking." And he that overcomes, I'm going to give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. If you'll overcome. Go back to your first works and renew that first love. And if you will overcome, if you will allow me to help you, because you are more than conquerors to me. If you allow me to help you overcome, you have a hope of a future. You have hope of living forever in heaven with me. That's our hope. That is our hope if we will renew our first love, if we will go back and find that, that passion once again, go back and find that purpose once again, and we will love the Lord Jesus Christ. And not love the Lord Jesus Christ, but that first love also births one that's just like it, loving our neighbor as ourself. That's the first love. Loving the Lord Jesus Christ will have our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then loving our neighbor as ourself. It's all connected. Because if we truly love Jesus, a love for others will follow closely behind. So if we will renew that first love, we will be overcomers. The Lord says, you've got a place in paradise. You've got a place in heaven in eternity to live forever with the Lord. Let's look at what can we do to apply this word this week to our lives. I believe first and foremost we need to focus on renewing our first love. There there has to be somebody listening to me right now wherever you're at. You you've you've served the Lord for a while. But but maybe it's lacking the joy that it once had. Maybe it's lacking the purpose that it once had. Oh, you haven't given up. You haven't thrown in the towel, you haven't walked away from the Lord, you're still serving him, you're still working in the kingdom, you're still, but you're doing it out of a sense of obligation. You're doing it out of just a sense of responsibility. And I commend you for that, just as the Lord commended the church of Ephesus. I commend you for your faithfulness. I commend you for being at the church whenever the doors were open and and when nobody else would step up to lead a ministry, you stepped up. I commend you. I commend you for being faithful every Sunday, every midweek service, every Bible study, every whatever. I, I commend you. I commend you for being there when the doors are open, when special events are happening. I commend you. You've had patience. You've, you've labored. You have, you've not fainted. You've kept working and you've kept working and you've kept working and you've kept working. I commend you for that. But perhaps it's a little empty now. You're still doing it. And you have no desire even to stop. But it's a little empty. It's lacking joy. It's lacking purpose. It's lacking that energy, you might want to say. It's just just something missing. I invite you this week to take a step back in time these next few days and revisit the landmarks in your life where the Lord showed up. I invite you to go all the way back and revisit that time of conversion, where you repented of your sins, I invite you to go back and remember that time where you stepped into that baptismal tank or you stepped into that river, you stepped into that swimming pool, you stepped into that ocean, wherever you got baptized, I invite you to go back in your mind and revisit that time when that minister, that person called the name of Jesus over you as you went down in the water. I invite you to go back and remember that day when the Holy Ghost was poured out on you. And for the very first time, you found yourself speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. I invite you to go back to when you first said yes to the Lord. I invite you to go back to maybe it was a camp meeting service. Maybe it was a a revival service. Maybe it was a prayer meeting. Maybe it was where God spoke to you and called you and put a specific calling on your life. I invite you to, to go back this week in time and think about those renew that. Remember the first word. Remember what happened to you first and find a renewal of your joy and find a renewal of your passion. Find a renewal of your purpose to renew your first love. I challenge you to do that. And then lastly, how can you love God better this week and how can you love others better this week? How can you act on that first love and live out that first love? Go back, go back in your mind and, and recall these beginning times and renew that passion and purpose and joy, but then how can you live this out this week, loving God and loving others? Is there something you can do for the Lord? Is there something you can do for somebody else? And I believe if we'll do this. We'll find ourselves renewing that first love in our lives and finding a fresh renewal of passion and purpose in our walk with the Lord. Dear Lord Jesus, we're so grateful, grateful for your purpose in our lives, grateful for your word, grateful for the reminder today that we need to renew the first love inside of us. God, remind these listening today of that time when they first found you. Remind them of that moment they repented. If they were baptized in your name, receive, with the, receive the Spirit. Remind them of that time you healed them. Remind them of the time you delivered them when there was no other hope and no other hope for them. Remind them of that. Remind them when you stepped in when nobody else and there was no other answers. Remind them when you showed yourself powerful in their life. Remind them why you called them out. Remind them of the things that you have done in them throughout their life, whether they've been living for you for a short amount of time or for many, many years. Renew that purpose and joy and hope in them. And help us this week, God, to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. We want to honor you, and we want to live with our first love and view. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at pentecostalpublishing.com.